Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Sunday, March 3rd. Happy Resurrection Day. I hope that you will be able to join us or another congregation in worship today as we focus our attention on our Savior and His walk towards the cross and as we contemplate what it means that He gave His all for us. In the Gospel of Luke today, we are in chapter 16, and we'll be reading verses 16 through the end of the chapter. Then we'll move over to the Psalms and read Psalm 133. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and every one forces his way into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and he who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things, but now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into the place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. This parable of the rich man and Lazarus reminds us of the reversal that is happening in the kingdom of God. Here on this earth, the man had on fine linen and purple, and he was able to eat the most sumptuous meals. But in heaven, Lazarus was the one who was beside Abraham and enjoying the goodness of the Lord. We are reminded throughout Jesus' teachings, one, of the difficulty and the cost of discipleship, but also the radical generosity that we are called to, the servant leadership, 
the deep piety that rejects religious hypocrisy. Remember when Jesus launches his mission and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor and freedom to the prisoners and new sight for the blind and freedom for the oppressed. This is a parable that demonstrates what Jesus has come to do. The rich man here in this world is sitting high on the hog, but in heaven, Lazarus is the one who is beside Abraham. It's just a picture of the upside-down kingdom, this kingdom reversal that God's value system is different than the world's value system. So it seems as though the rich man here is blessed, but we see in the parable that it's actually the poor man who is blessed in the end. And so it's a call for us to radical generosity to servant leadership, to deep piety that rejects religious hypocrisy. And it's also a call to look to Jesus. Did you notice at the end of the parable where it says, they won't even believe if someone comes back from the dead? This is a reference to what Jesus Christ has done for us. Jesus, through his death and resurrection, has crossed over the chasm between us and God, and He has given us the opportunity for a restored relationship with God our Father through our embrace of Him. And so on this Lord's Day, my prayer for us is that we would contemplate the goodness of the sacrifice of our Lord and that we would live in a way that honors Him. Moving now to Psalm 133. I love the title here. I'm excited to read this one for you. When Brothers Dwell in Unity. This is another psalm of ascents, and it was written by David. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes, It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. This psalm is a good reminder that we as brothers and sisters in Christ are called to unity. There are two pictures of unity here. Unity between us and God. That is what happens For the priests, they are those who are consecrated or made holy by this oil that is running down on the beard. It's kind of a weird illustration to us. But in other words, the Israelites were meant to be holy, but they were not. They could not achieve holiness. And so God made a way for their priests to represent him by consecrating them, by making them holy. And it was through this symbolic um, ritual of anointing them with oil. And so it's a picture of us and our unity with God. And then the second image is a picture of the unity between brothers, between us and other Christians or us and other people. The mountain from the north the Mount Hermon gives due to the mountain from the south. And these mountains are far apart, but through God's grace, one gives what is good to the other. And so as we think about being a unified force, we have to give and take. We give blessings. We help one another. 
And ultimately, the psalm is hopeful because the Lord says that the ultimate blessing that we receive as a unified Christian body is life forevermore. Will you pray with me? Father, on this Lord's Day, we ask for your blessing. We ask for your mind. We ask that you would go before us into the world that is unknown to us. We ask that you would come behind us and uh, repair those situations where we have not been able to do what is right. We ask, Lord, for forgiveness of our sins, and we ask for a joyful countenance, knowing the hope of the gospel. Even in the midst of sorrows of this world, Lord, we look to the future where we have life forevermore in your presence, unified with one another. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.